0: If you're new with us again, we started a 31-day challenge. You can jump right on if if, uh, if you feel like you want to jump on with us. Basically, we're reading a chapter a day of Proverbs. Uh, so if for 31 days, 31 chapters, you can get through the whole book. But there's so much wisdom that you're going to read in those 31 days, you'll probably have to go back through. But whatever God's leading you to do, but if you want to jump on with us, you're more than welcome. Uh, it's just a, a beautiful, beautiful uh, chapter that we're reading. Um, and uh, so we're going to be talking about a topic today. I mentioned it last week. And so again, we started our series last week. Uh, but really, I just kind of introduced it, gave you kind of the writer, the heart, the intent, the vision behind Proverbs that Solomon wrote for us uh, But uh, today I'm going to give you really a heavy hitter. So through this series, I don't know how long this series is going to go. I'm allowing the Lord to kind of, not that I'm coming up with each message week by week, uh, but I'm allowing him if there's something uh, that he wants to talk to us about as a church, if there's a pattern or a truth that he's revealing uh, through Proverbs, then we're going to continue with that. And today's a big hitter. This is like, you know, I wanted to get a bat and and hit a ball and hit a home run for you, uh, but I learned not to do that. One time in youth ministry, I had a kid sleeping in the back. And I was doing a visual with apples and I threw the apple and I smacked him right in the head. I didn't mean to. I just meant to scare him. So I learned I'm not gonna hit a ball because I know I'm gonna hit somebody and, and I'm just gonna they're not gonna come back if I hit them. So but this is one of those messages, it just is it's a lot of a lot of truth, but it's, it's weaved all through. You know, uh, Solomon talks about how these are riddles, and so these truths are like riddled all through 31 chapters. But I, I do want to, it's not, and this is not an exhaust, exhaustive list by any means, but I want to show you just really the repetitive nature of what we're going to talk about today. Today's about our mouse and our speech, right? Our mouse and our speech. I told you this was my biggest sin. Uh, And uh, when I came to the Lord, I realized, and God really showed me, this was a sin that I had to deal with. And so maybe you're along with me, uh, your mouth and the way you speak and your speech towards people or what you let out of your mouth, uh, it's something that God really had to work in, in my heart. And so I'm going to have some fun really showing you, uh, really just some visuals. But let me just give you, first of all, since um, Solomon did write, uh, write Proverbs, but he was very clear last week in the vision that, it came, the source of the wisdom was God Himself. And so Jesus says this in Matthew 15, who is the Word, by the way. So, this Word, Jesus is the Word. John 15, or John uh, chapter 1 tells us that Jesus is the Word. And so He says in Matthew 15, Jesus speaking, He says, But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. So, I want you to, if you learn anything for today, here's what I want you to see. What comes out of your mouth, is, pl- is really coming out of your heart. You know, a very famous proverb that you're gonna read later on is, is you have to guard your heart. You, I, all of us individually, it's our job to guard your heart because what you put in your heart, I promise you, is gonna come out of your mouth. And not, if it's coming out of your mouth, it's also gonna come out in your actions and the way you treat people, how you respond to people. It's gonna really just transform, good or bad. So it can be a great thing. You can deposit amazing things in your heart, and what's going to come out of you is God's heart, and it's going to be amazing. Uh, But the reverse is true, too. And so uh, a lot of visuals that that I can give you. Uh, Let me give you one that has nothing to do spiritually at all. Uh, But how many of you guys have bought a car recently, or you've bought a new car, or new-to-you car? Anybody bought one of of those? I like kind of... Now, nowadays, I really don't care what I drive, as long as it looks semi-decent and gets me where I need to go, and I can afford it. That's what I drive. But... um, But I I do like buying, like, unique cars, cars that you think nobody has. But how many of you have bought a car, whether it's unique or not? You buy a car, whatever model it is, you start driving it, and you start realizing, boy, there's a lot more there on the road than I thought. Like, you know, all of a sudden, you just start seeing them because... Uh, you know, similarly, like what you put in your heart comes out of your mouth. Similarly, when you buy a car, you begin to realize, wow, there's a ton of them on the road. I'm not really unique at all, right? You just start to realize, wow, there's that model. There it is again. There it is again. There it is again. It's just one of those things that it comes to your, your mind, your fruition, because you're thinking about it more often because that's what you're driving now. Um, but another good visual is really in gardening. Any gardeners here? So a plant, the, the life of the plant is really underground. It's what you don't see, right? It's in the roots, and so think about it this way. The root of your mouth is your heart. If you want to stay healthy, then you've got to take care of the roots. You've got to take care of the root system of the plant. You've got to take, the, take care of the root system of your, of your body as well. And that's the heart. It's making sure it's really guarding and protecting. And so young people, I'm just going to tell you, and, and old people, myself included as old people, I'm going to tell you something. It matters what you listen to. It matters what you watch. It matters who you hang out with. All of that matters. Now, I'm not saying we live in a bubble that you can't, you know, you can only, uh, you know, walk and listen and hang out with people that only do Christian things. Now, those are, that's important. Uh, it's not that I'm saying that you, you have to live in this bubble. What I'm saying is those closest to you should be, be people that have the same values as you. What you listen to should be refreshing and encouraging and emphasizing the values that's in your heart. What you watch. Uh, let me just tell you a little bit about my sin, and we'll have some fun. Actually, I was worshiping, and I just couldn't stop laughing. And I may not be able to deliver this message because it's just way too funny. But I asked the Lord. I said, "Lord, what is?" Uh, so music. I, I've told you, I've been very clear. Music has been a big part of my life. Still is today. I love. I love music. But in growing up, it was my biggest crutch, uh, because music. I, I used to listen. I still love rap today. Christian rap is awesome. I love. I love rap today. But um, but rap was my my. Crutch. I loved rap music growing up, and grew up with rap music. In fact, uh, while we were worshiping, I said, like, God, what is the most foolish album I ever listened to? And, and look, there's a lot of albums I listened to and God instantly gave it to me. I just started laughing, just started laughing. Like the most foolish person or music that I ever listened to, what, what was the name of it? And instantly, God gave it to me and I'm like, I can't tell the church that. I cannot tell the church that. Uh, I, I didn't know Mikey was going to be in here, so I can't tell Mike. I can't tell them what that album was. No, there's no way. Well, I could tell them that. And I, I'm sitting there worshiping, and all he's, he's just showing me this foolish album that I listened to. And uh, it was hard to worship. It just was funny. But um, I know you want to know, don't you? So, Mike, cover your ears. Come on, cover your ears. Or, or somebody cover his ears for me. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's no bad words in it, but it's just really funny in context. The album was called Shorty the Pimp. How many of you know there's not good truth in Shorty the Pimp? You're not going to get much good encouragement. But that, don't look it up. Trust me, you do not want to look at the lyrics and the words. You'll see why I was so messed up. But, uh, but that was the, and the Lord said, that was the most foolish album you've ever listened to. And it was, it is foolish. It's just so, I mean, now as I'm mature. <laughs> There's no backup preacher, so i got to get through. JR, can you take that from (laughs) me? Shorty Shorty the pimp. Oh, my goodness. That's so dumb. So dumb. So dumb. Welcome to Westridge. We're glad you're here. (laughs) Did I get to the verse that Jesus said? I think I did, right? What comes out of the mouth? Guard your heart, young people. Guard your heart. It makes a world of difference, trust me. It makes a world of difference. What comes out of the mouth comes from the heart. Solomon says it this way. Proverbs sixteen twenty three. Lord, I can't think of anything else, but that's just funny. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. Let me read it again. The heart of the wise teaches the mouth and adds learning to his lips. So how do you teach your mouth? By depositing in the root in your heart. That's what you do. So that's how you teach what comes out of your mouth. Now, I think all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. I don't think I know all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. And I would would put wagers on or bets on that the place that we've fallen short is what's come out of our mouth. Every one of us has faltered with what we've spoken, what we've said, how we've communicated. It really is, a, it's very difficult to control, James says, to control the tongue. It's, it's full of deadly poison, is what James says. And so this is an area where the only way you're going to change your mouth is by depositing something new in your heart. You've got to begin to guard your heart. Guard what you listen to. Guard what you watch. Look, it's okay to watch some, some shows that are funny. But you know what? What I've learned is uh, there are shows that uh, Jen and I, we just don't watch anymore. You know, it's, it's not that we're being legalistic and we only do, do watch certain movies. But honestly, if we're watching something, and to me, it's like a loud clanging gong. Like if, if it's just fill, full and filled with just perverse language and, and foul language, I just can't listen to it. I just can't because I'm guarding my heart. And I don't want to let that in my heart again. I, I already dealt with Shorty the Pimp. I'm done with Shorty the Pimp, all right? But I've dealt with all of those things, and it just was something that I had to guard my heart. And so, look, that's a conviction for me. It's not gospel. There's no, there's no gospel verse I can give you on what not listen to and what not dart. but I can not say it's our job to guard our hearts. And it does, it does change. So it is a choice. What we let out of our mouths is a choice, but it also, uh, that choice can be dictated by what you put in your heart. And by the way, sometimes we think things that we shouldn't let out of our mouth. You're gonna see in Proverbs, uh, I just wanna have fun with you. Again, I'm giving you a wheelbarrow full, but let me just, the disclaimer I gave you last week will, will be the same this week. I'm gonna give you a lot of verses, but if, some, if something falls, I, I love this, Rachel was in first service with me, and she said, I really like this one, and she underlined it. And that would be my encouragement to you. If God is just putting something on your heart, Or another way to say it is if a scripture comes alive to you, it's revealing something in you that God wants to change, but he wants to show you his heart, you know, highlight it or underline it. or Look, if that's all you walk away with today, I'm totally happy with that. But let scripture come alive to you. But I'm certainly going to give you a boatload of scripture. Um, My point is not to overwhelm you. My point is just to give you, it's just to show you how important this aspect of our speech and our mouths really is in Proverbs. And so I know we're going through 31 days a chapter a day, I'm going to give you every verse about your mouth and speech. Not, not every, but a lot of verses about your mouth through the 31 chapters. I just want you to see how important of an issue this is. Um, so the truth is that our mouth and our speech is a choice, but recognize the choice of words is also dictated by what's in our heart. And that will never change. That will never change. If you put truth in your heart, then truth and encouragement and those things of God are gonna come out of your mouth. If we're putting evil in our heart, then evil's gonna come out of our mouth. Don't be mad at me. That was from Jesus. Good or bad, it's so important that we guard our hearts. Now let me show you, I got one point today and really I'm gonna break down those points into really just themes throughout Proverbs, but the contrast of our mouths and our speech, uh, let me first look at integrity versus wickedness. It's so important that we're people of integrity, men and women of integrity and character. And so uh, because I'm going to be giving you some different aspects in Proverbs, I just want you to know sometimes there's context, sometimes there's a verse before that gives the context of the verse, and that'll be the case in our very first uh, verse I'm going to give you. And by the way, I'm going to go through this in the Bible with you. And so we're going to go through some themes, integrity versus wickedness. The second one is truth versus lying and perverseness. And the third one is death or life, what we speak what comes out of our mouths, uh, but through that we're going to kind of go through progressively. So, starting with integrity versus wickedness, if you turn to Proverbs chapter six verse two, Proverbs chapter six verse two, it says this: my, um, start, It says, "You are snared by the words of your mouth, and you are taken by the words of your mouth. You are snared by the words of your mouth, and you are taken by the words of your mouth." So. The context of this in verse 1 is, is if you make surety, if you make a promise to somebody, or you, you uh, promise I'm going to pay this debt, or I'm going to be a guarantee for you, if you shake hands with somebody, uh, the promise is like you're, you're snared, your words, your guarantee, your promise, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Be a person of integrity and take care of whatever you promised that you were going to do. Look, I know we're not perfect. I know sometimes we mess up. I know sometimes we falter on certain things, but... Uh, Very quickly, make that right. Look, we live in a culture today that's trying to get everything erased. Even if they erase whatever you promised, it doesn't change the integrity inside of you. The integrity inside of you—you're going to have to retrain your heart. Don't commit to something that you're not going to follow through with. Look, I told you my sin. These were these. uh, Again, if this is hard for you, I just want you to know this. These were things that I had to go through. My perverse language, my foul language, I didn't follow through, I exaggerated a ton. And I still gotta watch when I'm saying, I wanna make sure that I'm, what I'm saying is accurate. I, I don't wanna exaggerate because the reason why I exaggerated was because I was insecure in who I was. And so I'd exaggerate to make myself look better, but that made me look even more foolish because it wasn't even accurate. You see, we do these things because of insecurity But ultimately, we do these things because we're not training our own heart. We don't know who we are. We're lost. We're trying to figure it out. So if that's where you are, like you're where I was, be encouraged. God has a lot of wisdom to give you here. Not only does he have a lot of wisdom, but he's showing you, this is probably the way you're acting, and this is my heart. And so, yeah, we're gonna have to shift and think differently, but that's a good thing. God's not mad at you, but he does want you to make the choice to retrain your heart Retrain your thinking. That's what repenting means. I'm changing the way I think. Amen. And so let's see what God does uh, for you as he did for me. And he's still doing it in me. This isn't like, look, it isn't like you can download this and you're good. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some retraining. And even today, you've got to watch and be careful what comes out of me. I have to watch and be careful what comes out of my mouth. Isn't it so much easier just to lie and be deceitful and be perverse? Why is it easier to sin than it is to be righteous? That's because our heart isn't trained yet. It can be easier to be righteous as well. Just keep training your heart, keep guarding your heart. All right, so we got to get moving. Verse 12 of chapter 6 of the same chapter says this A worthless person, a wicked man, so there you go, walks with a perverse mouth. That was hard for me to hear. He winks with his eyes, he shuffles his feet, he points his fingers. Isn't that the world we live in right now? Listen, God says, this is not my heart. My heart isn't for you to blame everybody else. My heart isn't for you to give, to make a handshake or to give surety and then wink like you're not gonna follow through. Shuffle for your feet and stagger to try to justify what you're doing. Be a person of integrity. Be a person of integrity. Proverbs chapter 10 Again, we're talking about integrity versus wickedness. Starting in verse 18 says this Whoever hides hatred has lying lips, and whoever spreads slander is a fool. Whoever hides hatred has lying lips. Whoever spreads slander is a fool. Chapter 11, verse 9 The hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor. But through knowledge, the righteous will be delivered. Again, some of these might be a little sore spots for you. I don't know how many times you've berated your neighbor, but I sure have berated my neighbor. Maybe not the neighbor that lives next to you, but the person, the student that sits next to you at the desk. Right, how many times have we just went off on somebody? Proverbs fifteen seven. Proverbs fifteen seven. The lips of the wise dis- disperse knowledge, but the heart of the fool does not do so. And Proverbs 19, 1, Better, and I love this verse. Listen, listen to it. Let it sink in for a second. Better is the poor who walks in integrity than one who has perverse in his lips and is a fool. Please don't take it out of context. So many people take verses like this out of context where they'll make a truth of what God is trying to say and they'll take it out and they'll twist it. God isn't saying that you have to be poor. Now, I've heard that in many ways and I've heard this verse used. What he's saying is, I want you to be a person of integrity. I'd rather you have nothing and be integral than have everything in the world and be someone that's perverse. It's not about what you have or what you don't have. It's about your integrity. It's about us being men and women of character. Think about it. I don't know about your friends. I know my friends. But I want you to think about people that you're connected to, you're related to, or that you live by, or you work with. The reality is, most people in Pittsburgh know who Jesus is. It's pretty rare that you find somebody in the Pittsburgh area that's never heard of the name of Jesus, never heard of what he's done for you. It's pretty rare. But what's not common is, or what you'll see common in Pittsburgh is this. A lot of people won't go to church because there's been believers that have been hypocritical. Because there's been believers that haven't been people of character. And listen, this isn't anything new. There's nothing new under the sun that says Ecclesiastes. Jesus even said it to the Pharisees and Sadducees. Stop yelling from the rooftop and not living it out. It's so important that we're men and women of character and men and women of integrity. And look, I know we don't always get it right. We're not going to bat a thousand. But the moment that we compromise, or the moment that we say something that we shouldn't, the moment that we, very good slogan or a very good term that we remember, we put our foot in the mouth, right? We wish we wouldn't have said what we just said. Just make it right. Just make it right. We're not going to be perfect, but let's make sure that we're people of integrity, that We're quick to forgive, and we're quick to repent, and we're quick to say we're sorry. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 19 says this. A gossip goes around telling secrets, so don't hang out with the chatters. I like that translation. Don't hang out with the chatters. Anybody know anyone that gossips? Put your hands up. You bunch of, come on. We've all been around a gossiper, right? You may even be the gossiper. Scripture tells us, don't hang out with someone that chatters or gossips. Why? Guard your heart. If those are the ones that you hang out with and those are the ones that you surround yourself with, guess what? You're going to become a gossiper too. Be careful. I love this one, Proverbs chapter 23. I know you're going with me. Just keep those pages smoking. Keep them going. Highlight if you want. Go back and read them. Listen to this. Solomon speaking to his kids. My son, if your heart is wise, my heart will rejoice. Indeed, I myself, yes, my most inmost being will rejoice when your lips speak right things. Parents, how many of you, it's such a joy when your kids are following God and they're saying the right things. It's so encouraging when you hear people tell, Do you know what your son did or you know what your daughter did today? It's such an encouraging thing for the parent. Solomon said the same thing. My inmost being, I rejoice when you've trained your heart and what, comes in, what you're putting in your heart is coming out of your mouth. There's nothing better than that. Proverbs 23, 23. Let me read this out of a different translation for you. Oh, wait, no. Yep. Proverbs 25, 23, I'm sorry. 25, 23. Says this, as surely, and I, listen to this visual as surely as a north wind brings rain, so a gossiping tongue causes anger. We all know that, like, when the wind pushes in, you know, in Pittsburgh, it could be beautiful one minute, and 10 minutes later, the wind comes and it's gone. Well, the same is true with gossip. That wind of gossip comes and it just stirs anger. Why? Because we're not being truthful. We're not being people of integrity. Proverbs 26, 20 through 22 says, fire goes out without wood and a quarrel disappears when gossip stops. A quarrelsome person starts fights. As easily as hot embers like charcoal or a fire lights wood, rumors are dainty morsels that sink deep into our hearts. Again, Solomon's so good at being symbolic or visual, right? Like Dainty morsels, rumors. We're putting this into our heart. We're putting deception into our heart, like dainty morsels. Look, don't eat that stuff. Don't eat that stuff. Proverbs 27 verse two. Proverbs 27 verse two says this: "Let another man praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips." This is exactly what Jesus was saying, right? Don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. Look, some people will see when you live for God. You don't need to get up there and go, hey, look at me. Look at me. I just did this. I just did that. All right? Pride comes before a fall. Don't be a prideful human being. Be someone, let, let others praise you. You just keep being you. You just keep following after God. You just keep being a person of integrity. I promise you it'll be noticed. Finally, Proverbs 28, 23. Again, talking about integrity versus wickedness, it says this in verse 23 of 28. It says, he who rebukes a man will find more favor afterward than he who flatters with his tongue. And that almost doesn't sound right, does it? It almost doesn't. How many of you guys in here don't like confrontation? All right, this is for you. This is for you. All right, this is for you. I know confrontation... Confrontation is not fun for anybody, but some of us, we avoid it. We like, we will walk two aisles down so we don't have to deal with that person. We'll, we just avoid confrontation. Listen, this is wisdom for you. Proverbs 28, 23. He who rebukes a man will find more favor afterward. Here's what it's saying. A person finds it more valuable that you're truthful with them than you will just flatter them with your lips. Or you'll just uh, you'll just be like walking on eggshells, but never really dealing with a problem. And maybe that sounds like a lot of your family meetings or your, your friendships or things, that, but you're always walking on eggshells. Why? Because you don't want to be honest. You don't want to be a person of integrity and really talk about what's going on. You don't want to deal with it because you're, you're so worried about hurting or you're so worried about confrontation. You don't, you're so worried about it. Instead of being, uh, being okay with rebuking or really here's what rebuking is we say rebuking it sounds like such a negative term you're just bringing truth to the table and people look all of us would rather like if we, if i've done something wrong or you've done something wrong wouldn't you rather me just bring it out on the table and then avoid you walk around you or be sarcastic look sarcasm is uh, it's usually okay. most of the time if we're hurting it's not okay Because sarcasm really is, you're making something funny, but you're really feeling that way in your heart. But you're just trying to flatter them with your lips. You're trying to make it funny. But that's really how you feel. People would rather you be honest. Stop walking and crushing the eggshells and just have the conversation. Just be honest with people. You'll find more favor in being truthful, being a person of integrity than walking around the issue, skirting around the issue, or flattering people with your lips, saying things that you really don't mean. Because inside, you really want to say something different. And I'm not saying you're being, that you want to say something mean or hurtful or unkind. I'm saying that you don't want to deal with the issue because you're so fearful of confrontation. Wisdom says, look, just be honest with people. Be truthful with people. Truth versus lying or being perverse. Again, I'm maybe giving you some things that I struggled with, but maybe this is for you. Proverbs chapter 6:17 in context God's giving a list of things that he detests or hates or them. he says he hates a lying tongue a lying tongue he hates a lying tongue Proverbs 10 verse 30 and through 32 Proverbs 10 let me get there with you The righteous will never be removed But the wicked will not inhabit the earth. The mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom, but the perverse tongue will be cut out. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked, what is perverse. And it's true for us as Christ. How many of you guys know what the right thing to do is? But a lot of times we align with the foolish and we don't do it. Or we do something even worse where we're perverse, right? We we know what God wants us to do, but we do the opposite. That's what Paul said. I know what I should do and I don't do and I know what I shouldn't do, but I do it anyway. Look, it's, you're not alone. Sometimes you think about yourself, you're not alone. Christ followers go through this too, but we've got to make the choice. We've got to keep training our hearts when we know what's right, that we choose what's right. And that's what Paul was saying. Look, I'm maturing. I'm just like you. I feel a tension between my spirit and my flesh. But the more you keep depositing God's heart on your heart, this is why reading these Proverbs and putting these Proverbs on your heart is so good, so you can begin to walk and live it out. We're not checking boxes. We're not being legalistic. We're saying, God, I, I am so thankful I know what your heart is, and I'm choosing to walk, and I'm choosing to put that on my heart. Proverbs chapter 11, verses 11 through 13 says this. Upright citizens are good for the city, and they make it prosper. But the talk of the wicked tears it apart. It is foolish to belittle one's neighbor, and sensible a person keeps quiet. A gossip goes around telling secret, but those who are trustworthy can keep confidence. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 13, 14 says, The wicked are trapped by their own words, but the godly escape trouble. Wise words bring many benefits, and hard work brings rewards. Another way to say Proverbs chapter 12 is, how many of you guys have been in trouble because of your words? Anybody had to sleep on the couch because of your words? Anybody had to say, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that? Listen, I there's been many seasons when I struggled with my mouth where trouble followed me. Did trouble follow you? But wisdom says, wisdom says when we Begin to deposit God's heart on our heart, we escape that trouble. We learn when to be quiet. We, win, we learn when not to say anything. Please know it's not about winning the argument. Anytime you want to win the argument, you're going to hurt somebody. And most likely, you're going to hurt yourself because it becomes pride when you want to win. Proverbs uh, chapter 12, 17 through 23 says, An honest witness tells the truth. A false witness tells lies. Some people, listen to this, make cutting remarks, but the the words of the, the wise bring healing. How many times do we choose the cunning versus the healing? Truthful words stand the test of time, but lies are soon exposed. Deceit fills the heart with plotting evil. Joy fills hearts that are planning peace. No harm comes to the godly, but the wicked have their fill of trouble. The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in those who tell the truth. The wise don't make a show of their knowledge, but fools broadcast their foolishness. (laughs) Anybody broadcast their foolishness ever? Right? We think getting louder means that we're winning or we're stronger. You know, it's amazing to me as we read these. This is why I love the book of Proverbs because it makes it clear as day for us. And listen, please don't take any of this like you're the only one struggling. Every one of us in this room has realized they've been in the foolish or the wicked or the other side. This is why I love series like this because we can honestly say, God, that's where I am right now and I need some help. That's why we need a helper. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. That's why we need him to lead us into the truth because we're not in the truth right now probably. And so let this be an encouragement to you. Let this be a great help to you. Proverbs 14.3 says this. It says, In the mouth of a fool is a rod of pride, but his lips of the wise will preserve them. Proverbs 15.4 says, A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, But perverseness in it breaks the spirit. Any of your spirits ever been broken? You know, sometimes I think, and abuse is never okay. But I want you to to know that many pastoring or counseling moments that I have are because of words. Because of words. Because people's spirits have been broken so badly because of what somebody said over them. And usually it's not one time, it's repeated. It's repeated over and over. You're whatever, and it's not true. And let me just tell you something the ones that are hurt the most are the ones that you love. We break the spirits of the ones that we love. Let's train our hearts to speak encouragement over our kids. Speak encouragements over our spouses. Speak encouragement over one another. Let's not break each other's spirits. Let's not look for opportunities of how we can, we can crush somebody. Let's look for opportunities how we can lift up and exalt and encourage. Actually, the way that God trains our heart is, 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 is this. If I could explain it very quickly this way, because it's already 12.05, and um, we'll be here for a while if I keep going. You can't give what you don't have. Right? We all need to be saved. And when you get saved, and when I say get saved, when you have a relationship with Jesus and Jesus begins to show you his heart, you begin to receive and you begin to change. The beautiful thing about receiving things from God is as you receive them and they they begin to transform you, guess what you can do? Now you can give it away. Jesus has called you to abundant life, not to a life of slandering and and lying and perverseness. Now, I know we're not perfect and I know we'll mess up, but this is the great thing about having a relationship with Jesus. Quickly make it right with God, and you quickly make it right with the other person, and God begins to give you, and you begin to receive from God so you can give from God. Freely you receive, freely you can give. This is a beautiful gift. As we keep maturing in Christ, we can start talking differently to people, treating people differently. And it doesn't matter how they react, because a lot of times, well, if they insult me, then I'm going to insult them. Now, that's not the way it works, not in God's kingdom. Look, the wise know how to hold their tongue. I'm not saying you're letting people walk all over you. That's not what I'm saying. But the wise know when to hold their tongue and when to speak and not to speak. And so we've got to keep training ourselves in this way. Truth. Truth. We've got to keep speaking truth over ourselves. Let me skip ahead, guys. Just follow me. Go to Proverbs 19, verse 28. It says, a corrupt witness makes a mockery of justice. The mouth of the wicked gulps down evil. That's a good visual, isn't it? Truth versus lying. Proverbs 21, verse 6. Proverbs 21, verse 6. Getting treasures by a lying tongue is the fleeting fantasy of those who seek death. How many times do we lie to get what we want? It's a a fleeting fantasy of those who seek death. Proverbs 30, verse 2, and I'll end this point with this one. Proverbs 30, verse 2. Guys, you're doing a good job following me back there. I know he gave you a whole bunch. (laughs) Surely I'm more stupid than any man and do not have understanding of a man. And that verse 3 says, I neither learned wisdom nor have knowledge of the Holy One. I don't think that's what any of us desire, is it? That I have no knowledge of the Holy One. We have a relationship with God. You can know God. We could be wise. We don't need to be foolish. We're all foolish at one time. We're all unlearned and unwise because we don't know God. But when we meet God, he begins to teach us. Proverbs begins to show us his heart and we can begin to make good choices of filling our heart with his heart and his truth. And that's what's gonna begin to come out of our mouth and our actions and our love, our joy. It begins to change us and transform us. Let me close this. And this is what I, I believe is the apex of your speech. Now it gives the contrast of both the words of death and life, but I want you to see God's heart as we go through this. Proverbs eight thirteen again, says, I, I detest or I hate a perverse mouth. And maybe that's you today. Maybe you have some perverse words coming out of your mouth. Just listen to me. God doesn't hate you because this is what we do as people. God does not hate you. He doesn't like, he hates the words coming out of your mouth. It has nothing to do with you. He loves you. He died for you. Amen. And he wants to help you. But what's coming out of your mouth is not what he has for you. It's not his best for you. It's not his desire for you. But please don't mix up the two. Hatred doesn't mean you. It's talking about what's coming out of your mouth. Proverbs 10 and 11. So go back to Proverbs chapter 10. Proverbs 10 verse 11 says this. The mouth of the righteous is a well of life, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. Let me focus on the life part. The mouth of the righteous is the well of life. I think every single one of us desire that, don't we? Over our kids, over our spouses, over our families, over our co-workers, over the body, the church. Look, I hope your desire is to speak life over people. To be a well, right? A well, it's refreshing. You're getting life, you're getting water. That's what our words need to be. It needs to be refreshing, it needs to be encouraging, it needs to be uplifting. Proverbs uh, chapter 10, verse 19. Verse 19 says, In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking. How many know that's not true? Oh, uh, of course it's true. How many, of you, how many of you have heard someone just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk? And the multitude of words, sin is not lacking. But he who restrains his lips is wise. Everyone say wise. Restraining your lips is wise. 19 through uh, 21 of the same chapter. Oh, sorry, verse 21 says, The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for the lack of wisdom. Proverbs 12, 6 says, The words of the wicked are lie and wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright will deliver them. Isn't that interesting? The wicked may think they're winning, but it's the mouths of the righteous that will win, it's them that will overcome. Proverbs 13, 2 through 3 says this. A man shall eat well by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the unfaithful feeds on violence. The mouth, the man shall eat well by the fruit of his mouth. Again, where does the fruit come from? Your heart. You'll eat well by speaking what's in your heart. Proverbs 13, I'm sorry, thirteen two 2 and 3 says, a man shall eat, oh, that's where I just read, I'm sorry. Proverbs 15, 1 and 2. Proverbs 15, 1, a soft answer. A soft answer. A soft answer turns away wrath. Parents, how many of you have done this before? The very next one, but a harsh word stirs up anger. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up Anger not about being louder it's not about being louder <coughs> these are good verses aren't they are you i hope you're chewing on some of these look you don't have to remember them all but if something is hitting your heart just meditate on the chew on that one chew on that one all right, here we go. 23 of the same chapter says, a man has joy by the answer of his mouth and a word spoken has ceased. And how good it is. How many of you guys have heard a word of God? How many times has God spoken to you? Maybe, maybe it's through a message like this or through a song or maybe you come up and pray and somebody speaks a word over you. Oh, you'll remember that forever. It's so good. In fact, you'll tell people about it probably for the rest of your days. It'll be your testimony. I was in service one time and God spoke to me and it changed me forever and the season. How does God know when we exactly need that word? It's so powerful, it's so beautiful. Can I just tell you, you can deliver those words to others. You can be the one that speaks that good word. Ultimately, it's God giving it to you, but you know, he chooses us to give the words. That's called prophecy. He chooses us to give the words of knowledge. He chooses us to speak life into people. And how good it is that they get something like that. Verse 28 of the same chapter says, the heart of the righteous studies how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours forth evil. For those of you, and this isn't if you you fear confrontation, but this is for those of you that like to get your opinion across. Or you like to win the argument. Listen to what it says. Sometimes confrontation is hard. Sometimes conversations are difficult. But listen to what it says. The heart of the righteous studies how to answer. If you're going into a difficult conversation, you don't go in. It's not like you didn't expect it to happen. When you're going into a difficult conversation, you study how to answer. Which means you might have to think, what am I going to say? How am I going to react if they insult me? How am I gonna react if they say something, I know is not true about me, but they're saying it out of hurt. Listen, it's good for you to think about it. A lot of times we go into these conversations, these very hurtful moments with no plan. And then we just believe that we can hash it out with words. No, the the mouth of the righteous studies how to answer You study how to answer. Again, I know we're not all perfect. You're gonna grow, you're gonna mature, you're gonna get better at this. Proverbs 16, 21. The wise are known for their understanding and their pleasant words are persuasive. Proverbs 17, 7 says, excellent speech is not becoming to a fool, much less lying lips to a prince. Verse 28 of the same chapter of 17 says, even a fool is counted wise. Listen to this. Even a fool is counted wise when he holds his peace. When he shuts his lips, he's considered perceptive. Look, God's heart and God's principles will work for everybody. But even a fool recognizes when he's quiet there's a benefit when he shuts his lips. But these are these are teachings these are principles for the wise these are principles for the for those that are supposed to be walking with the lord proverbs chapter 18 verse 4 says the words of a man's mouth are deep waters the words of a man now certain translations actually the new living translation translates this wrong i want you to listen anytime you hear deep waters or floods it's not a good thing it's not a good thing it's giving you the contrast actually in this verse And Proverbs 18, 4 says, The words of a man's mouth are deep waters. The wellspring of wisdom is like a flowing brook, right? We're not overflowing, people. How many of you guys were like in the flood in Oakdale? You get a flood of water. That's not a good thing, is it? It comes rushing in fast. Well, our words, if we're talking that way, it's like a flood. It's not good. But a steady brook of kindness and goodness is always good. The wellspring of wisdom, God's heart, Constantly flowing through your life is a good thing. Proverbs 18, 19 through 21 says, a brother offended is harder to win than a strong city. Is that true? A brother offended is harder to win than a strong city. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Notice how it gives you the perspective. You can choose what you want. If you choose death, you're going to eat the fruit of death. If you choose life, you're going to eat the fruit of life. But God wants you to choose life. God wants you to make the choice to speak life over people. Speak life over your kids. Speak life over your family. Speak life over your spouse. Speak life over this church and your friends and your body. Speak life. Speak life. I promise you this. If you did that, people wouldn't be de-churched. And let me just tell you something. A lot of people won't come to church because something something a man has done or a woman has done, but it's not God. It's not God. And I'm not here to justify what happened or how it happened. All I'm here to say is you be the light. I'm gonna be the light. You be the light. And it will always be a blessing to those that you're talking to. We can change their perspective by living it out right in front of them. Nothing's new under the sun. Jesus walked into a culture just like ours that didn't want God. But yet when he was around, they wanted him. I promise them, they want what you have in your heart. They want it. They want what you have in your heart, in my heart. They want it. Just keep living it out. Hurt will turn into healing. It will be beautiful. And i got to wrap this up. Proverbs 25, 11 and 12. 25, 11, and 12. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and a setting of silver, like an earring of gold and an ornament or fine gold as a wise rebuker to the obedient ear. And finally, Proverbs 31. And this is for all you married folk out there. This is a good one. Speaks about a godly wife. In fact, one of my favorite scriptures is death and life are in the power of the tongue and the fruit of it is, is in your mouth. The fruit of it is for you. The very next verse is, he who finds who he finds a good wife finds favor and is blessed. That's purposeful and intentional that they're right next to each other. But this is for you husbands out there for, that has a godly wife. And I've learned to really receive this verse. Verse 26 says, she opens her mouth, speaking of your wife, with wisdom and her tongue is the law of kindness. You know, I always teach people or tell people, They'll ask, you know, how do I hear God's voice? And I'll tell them, a lot of times, God's voice sounds like my wife. Because when you have having a wife that loves the Lord, she's gonna speak kindness over you. She's gonna speak God's heart over you. It really is a good thing. For those of you that aren't married, there's still amazing wisdom you're receiving today. It's not about if you're married or not married. This is about receiving wisdom from God marriage is a blessing our relationship with God is symbolized in marriage so whether you're married or not understand these principles that you find in scripture in Ephesians 5 and other places it's really a beautiful picture of walking with God your intimacy with God do you think God wants to speak harm over you absolutely not but yet we tell ourselves God's mad at me or he hates me he's out to get me it's not true and so this morning if you're uh, look Here's my encouragement, and I'm running longer than I should. Take responsibility for you. It's nobody else's fault. If you've got a perverse mouth, if you've got lying lips, if you've got these things, and, and you know that God's speaking to you, take responsibility for yourself. I certainly understand you may have grown up with things or heard things or that may have been something that you grew up with, but at some point you've got to say, now it's my heart. Now it's me. And I just want to encourage you because I sat in this room just like you, hearing a message just like this, and I said, ow, that hurts. But I also sat in this room and said, God, I need help. I want you to help me. My mouth is foul, I lie, I exaggerate. I'm not treating people the way I should, I hurt people. I need some help, I need to be saved. Not only spiritually, but I need my mouth to be saved. I need my heart to be cleansed. And the only way to do that is start training it with His Word. Start putting Proverbs like this on your heart. Write it out. Put it on your dashboard. Put it on your mirror so you can remind yourself. And so right here, I just want you to close your eyes. And I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to embarrass you. But I just want you to talk to God if that's you. Today you're here and you just realize. And look, it's not even... but. About being a Christ Fellow, there's many Christ Fellows that need to change their speech. Look, if it's you, just say, God, I need you right now, I'm sorry. I'm taking responsibility for my mouth, for the fruit that's coming out of my mouth, and I realize I need to change my heart. And whether you're young or old, I want you to think about let the Holy Spirit show you this is what conviction is. Conviction isn't necessarily like it's gospel for everyone, but conviction says you may need to change who you're around, what you're listening to, what you're watching. What you're filling your heart with, you're gonna need to change those things and let God show you what that is. And that's for you. It's to help you. It's to bless you. And so, Lord, I pray for every person in this room, especially if they're struggling in this area. Holy Spirit, lead them to truth. Show them how good you are. And Lord, please let them know you don't struggle in this area at all. You are a wellspring of life. You are a river of health and goodness but God we do need your help in how we speak and how we treat people Or we may be damaged goods we may have hurt that came from somebody else would you help me forgive and would you help me let go Lord in Pittsburgh they have a saying it is what it is and I certainly understand circumstances may that be that way but what comes out of our mouth doesn't need to be that way And so, Lord, we are submitting our mouths to you. We're submitting our hearts and our minds to you. And Jesus, thank you for what you said, that what comes out of our mouth comes from our heart. And so we just want you to show us whatever it is in our heart that needs to be healed and whole and honoring to you. We love you. We thank you. And I pray for every person here, your best, your desire your heart, your generosity, your goodness, your kindness, your goodness over each person. In Jesus' name, everyone said. Why don't you stand to your feet? Let's worship one final time, and and we'll dismiss you right after this song.